0: How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Suncast. As always, I am your host, Reagan Harrell. Got a great episode for y'all today. Probably a little bit shorter uh, than most episodes, but it's going to be a good one. We have a recap of uh, a riveting weekend in men's and women's basketball, especially down at St. Thomas University. They got ice water in their veins or something in the drinking water Going on right now in Miami Gardens. I uh, also get to talk a little bit about baseball. We have baseball to recap. Uh no majority of the audience, uh, majority majority listeners, uh, at least the OG listeners are big baseball people, so rejoice the baseball is back. Get to talk about Weber and Ave Maria. They each had great weekends against Sun Conference opponents. Ave swept Thomas University 3 nothing in a three to zero in a series. Uh, And then Weber took two from Warner. They didn't technically play a series. They kind of played a home-and-home on Friday and Saturday. Weber won both of those. And we're also going to talk a little bit towards the end about this Kaiser women's tennis team and the incredible run they are on to start the 2023 season. I will say this episode will be likely a little bit shorter. A little under the weather tonight. Now i got a little stomach bug, something like that. Uh, You know, y'all know how it is. But we are going to still, you know, hey, we, we power through. We power through. You know why we power through? Because we are people in the Sun Conference, and we get things done down here in Florida and in Georgia, the sun, Sunshine State, the Peach State, two best states, in this wonderful country of ours. So where are we going to start? I think the best place for us to start will be in Miami Gardens because I had a little bit of an epiphany On this team right before I sat down to record, I was thinking, how do I just talk about this St. Thomas and the men's too? the men's are obviously off to they're on a great run. I think they're one of the hottest teams in in the conference right now. They're knocking on the door of the top 25. But we got to talk about the women's team because not only uh, are they hitting uh, game winning shots and going down to the very end against their rivals and coming back. It's also, you look at their developmental team who just won the Sun Conference Championship. Uh, You know, obviously we don't talk a ton about uh, DV teams or JV teams on here, but hey, we'll we'll give a tip of the the cap because they do that in dramatic fashion over Warner, and on the surface, I look at St. Thomas basketball, and this isn't just women's, I look at it as a whole. They get down to not a lot but there have been times this year both for the men's and the women's side but we'll talk about for example the women's their last couple of games including uh, a double a 20 point i believe comeback against kaiser I, I would i would say their Kai, that kaiser's their uh, st thomas's one or two rival irrelevant to the point i'm trying to make and on the surface it's oh they have ice water in their veins oh they're clutch those are true statements, but we can dig a little bit deeper and we can come up with a better take on what's what's the reason Maya Moy, Moy is hitting game winning shots and other players as well for St. Thomas. Why why do they keep coming back? Why do why do St. Thomas why does St. Thomas basketball, both men's and women's, never quit? Well, it's not just because they're well coached teams. It's not just because they're well recruited teams. Those are true, but it's the culture, and I, and it's a that's a word that I've said on here a, a lot. It's one of my favorite words to talk about sports and sports teams because culture separates teams. It, that is always not always, but often that is always the factor from average teams and good teams and good teams and championship teams there's probably a couple more levels between good teams and championship teams but you know bear with me I've, i got i'm pretty sure i got a, about a 100 degree fever so just, just 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 ride with me folks just just listen and let my fever dreams talk so it's the culture that's been built there from the top from the president from the athletic director to the coaches they don't quit they don't know die and because of that you can have your women's team go down 20 points, and I, I assume that the men's team watched the game, or at least most of it. They see that, and they're like, hey, this will likely happen to us as well. This could happen. I will not want to say likely, but it definitely could happen. And then sure enough, the women's team is down 20 points with, I think, 15 minutes left or so. Oh, and they come back and win, or they go to overtime and win against Kaiser. Men's team, they didn't get down 20 points, but they were down double digits. Double digits, I believe, multiple t- at multiple points in the game. I'm pretty sure Kaiser had a double-digit lead going into halftime. It's not, I'm not trying to slight Kaiser basketball, men's or women's side. Don't, that's not what I'm saying. Don't twist my words. What I'm saying is there is now a culture for St. Thomas, and for at least the rest of this season, they will never think they're going to lose the game until the, the buzzer hits. And I know that's a cliche. I know everybody says that about their team, their conference, but or not conference, their team or, or whatever. But I think they truly believe it. Like it's not just, oh, we can come back. No, we have done it. They have done it. And that's a scary thing to have at this point of the year where we look at the men's side – I've spoken on it plenty of times before. Whoever the 16 the 6 teams that get into the Sun Conference tournament are, I think we'll all have a relatively equal shot of winning the tournament. Now, if that 6 seed is, you know, Warner or Florida Memorial, would I put my money or I put my money on them as much as I would put my money on, you know, say St. Thomas, Weber, Southeastern, no, probably not, but it wouldn't just shock me to death if it happened. And so when we get to the conference tournament and we get to these games, there's some big ones coming down the stretch. Obviously, Southeastern's coming to Weber. Won't be on the call for that one, unfortunately. I will be doing other Southeastern stuff, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll save that for later. And then what i think will be the championship game for the regular season i don't have my schedule in front of i believe it's february 16th st thomas versus weber i'll be on the call for that one now if weber gets up 15 20 points and my great play-by-play commentator for basketball my partner jeff malesky starts saying hey i think we got this in the bag i'm gonna say no sir No, sir, we do not. This is the St. Thomas team that scares me just as much being up 15 points as being down 15, 20 points to them. So we'll see you go ahead and down the stretch, but to wrap up, an incredibly impressive weekend from St. Thomas basketball. Incredibly impressive for what they did for men's and women's side. Speaking of impressive women's basketball, Florida Memorial is going to win this conference. They'll probably win the regular season. That's the way it's looking now. They'll, they'll win the regular season. We'll get to the tournament, and I think it is between, I think a team from Miami Gardens will win the Sun Conference tournament in women's basketball. Now, who who that is, I don't know. But the way things are looking now, it's, I, I, I do think Florida Memorial will will be hosting. I do think they will take the, Sun Conference regular season, but the tournament, I think, is as wide open as it gets. Well, I'll take that back. It's between St. Thomas and Florida Memorial. Those are my two picks, and you can honestly flip a coin between them. That's where I'm at right now. Now, for the men's side, nothing's changed. Nothing has changed because... It's the same thing. I'd say the only thing that's changed from this episode from the last time I talked about Sun Conference basketball is now I'm a little bit more not fearful of St. Thomas, but it's, okay, they can come back in there. I don't need to go down that, that, that road again. We, y'all have already heard it. But Riley Minix at Southeastern would – this is not a bad take, but it's a it's a bland take. He's just good, folks. He's just him. He's him. He is him. He is the best player arguably in the nation. And he can take them to win this tournament. And if he gets help from a guy like guys like Shore, whew, They could absolutely win it. And win the regular season at that. Now, gun to my head, asking me who I think is going to win the Sun Conference regular season. I would put my money on Weber. Now, that can change after this weekend. Or it could solidify after this weekend. Because what happens between Weber and Southeastern, that's massive. If Weber wins that game, I'd be pretty confident in saying they're winning the Sun Conference regular season. If they don't, then I don't know. Then it could be them. They could still win it. St. Thomas could win it. Southeastern could then uh, will have an excellent shot of winning. Thomas will be right back. Thomas is right there. Thomas is right there. I, it's just hard for it's hard for me with Thomas because I just get the feeling the other shoe is going to drop, and I might be completely wrong about that. Now if Thomas could go and win this tournament. I wouldn't be that surprised. It also wouldn't surprise me if they stumble in the tournament and get bounced out in the first game, with all due respect. I could see either one happening. And and I don't mind having takes go bad. I don't mind having a take, and as long as I'm fully confident in it, if it goes wrong, hey, like I was so confident that the Bengals were going going to beat the Chiefs this week. I, I was like, that's the lock. Guarantee it. Bengals, they're going in. Didn't happen. I can live with that. What I'm having a problem with right now is Sun Conference men's basketball. It's so dead gum competitive, and it's it's just like I, I'm having trouble giving a definitive take on it. I am still leaning towards Weber. If, if you get if you give me an opportunity to say one team who I have to rock with to win it, it's Weber because they're deep, they're well coached. They, they're the best free throw shooting team in the country. One of the best rebounding teams in the country. They have, a, a, a who I think will be second or honorable mention, All-American and Kashawn Stokes. Jordan Golden's a beast on the glass. Eddie Davis has, I mean, Eddie Davis has a three-point shot now. And if Eddie Davis is shooting from the three, whew, then, then I could be more confident. If Eddie Davis goes and... You know, goes three for five, six, seven, three for six, we'll say. Three from seven from behind the arc. Gives Weber those nine points, plus he'll get a few more inside. Whew. Then they become a team that I think does take a step above everybody else. Unless, of course, and I always have to end basketball talk with this. Unless Riley Menix Riley Menixes. Now, if Riley Menix does his thing, and everybody else on Southeastern has a above average game. They'll win the conference tournament. Period. Okay, let me get some water. Delicious. Y'all like water room temperature or cold? I used to like it cold. I always drank like cold water. I didn't, I didn't really like room temperature water, like cold water. But for whatever reason, last like couple of months, I've been a big room temp water guy. I don't know, weird. Let's talk, about, let's talk baseball. Um, Ave Maria, they showed why Coach Dinkle thinks they're a team to watch out for, is my, myself included, and Colin Martin at Weber. Huh. The bats are there. They've returned them. Tanner Kelly, he can hit. Jose Gonzalez, freshman of the year, blasting off. They're good. They're extremely good, guys. However... You don't need to be giving up 10, 7 runs to Thomas. Now, Thomas is solid. Thomas has a solid lineup. Thomas's lineup isn't as good as Weber or Southeastern's. And you're giving up, I believe they gave up 10 runs, 7 runs, and 3 runs. Now, 3 runs is pretty solid. Does Ave Maria have the arms? I don't know. Now, if they do have the arms, then they're a top 25 team in the NAI. Because this lineup is a top 15. Eh, It's a top 25 lineup. I'm not going to say top 15 because there's a lot of good lineups in the NAI. But I think this is a team who, if they do get the pitching, they could absolutely make a run here. And they look solid. I mean, they have really good bats, and I'll get to see them in person. Uh, Let's see, this episode is going to come out tomorrow, so Tuesday. So tomorrow night I'll be on the call, Sun Digital Network, Weber versus Ave Maria. Baseball, 6 o'clock first pitch. Dylan Martin's going to be taking the mound for his first start for Weber in 2023, so it's going to be a heck of a game there. I, I was I was I was pretty impressed. I wouldn't say my socks were just blown out blown off by Ave Maria, but I was pretty impressed. Now, talk about a team that did really impress me—that was Weber baseball. The hitting was subpar, sub subpar. Uh, first first game against Warner Saturday or Friday night. We struggled a little bit. Not we, not we. Take the objectiveness out. I'm sorry. They struggled a little bit against uh, a really good staff from Warner. But the pitching, oh, the pitching's there. I told y'all Colin Martin went up to Lewis and Idaho and realized he needed more depth and more pitching. And boy, did he go get it. Got to see Xavier Rodriguez for the first time this year. He went a solid five innings, six strikeouts. So he's picked up right where he left off last year. And then I got to see the first piece of this new puzzle for Colin Martin's side. Let, who's going to be the first guy out of the bullpen? Because we got to admit, bullpen needed to take a step up. Will it? Well, I got to see this guy come out and uh, socks past his knees, and I was like, hmm, who's this guy? Uh, it turns out the guy's named Mark Link, and he went three innings of shutout ball, gave up one hit, and I think three strikeouts. And uh, we had two double play opportunities from him, but we did turn one. I'm going to keep saying we. I don't care. I'm the broadcaster for Weber Athletics and Weber Baseball. I'll keep saying it. Sue me. Um, Mark was incredible. And then Dil- – uh, not Dylan Martin. Dawson Young comes out, and i <laughs> pumping about 92, 93 with more rise – Than a judge, he's solid. He's good. I think Dawson Young might be a top five reliever in the NAI this year, especially at the closer position. I don't know even why I said that. Of course, if you're going to be a top five reliever, you're going to be a closer. Regardless, the man with the neon green cleats shoved. And then Drake Dobianski, he he hit a high fly ball to right field, killed a bird. My – not my first home run call of the year, technically, because Luis Acevedo had one that I lost in, in the sun, hand up, as well as the left fielder, Sedano for Warner. He kind of stood there. I was reading him as I was looking out. If you ever played at uh, beautiful Brad Kneehammer Field, you know, if you look out to left to left center any time between about six, six o'clock until sunset, the sun sets. Oof! It's uh, it's blinding. So I was kind of trying to play the left fielder. He couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And I just saw the ball take a little bit of paint off the wall in left field. I was like, Luis Acevedo. He had one home run last year. He's got one this year. Oh wait, no, he doesn't, because about twelve out, uh, about eighteen hours later, he hits a grand slam. Kid that had one home run off last year and sixty starts for Weber, give or take has two home runs through uh, five at-bats, four or five at-bats for the Warriors this year. And then the bats really came to life. The bats came to life for Weber. Everybody got on base at least once. I think seven or eight of the nine boys got a hit. And then I got to see somebody else. Who's going to be the next pitcher for Weber? Who's going going to make it where we have a legitimate – Three-man rotation. Who, who's going to make it so the Warriors have a three-man rotation to add on to X and Dylan, Or to be there for backup, God for God forbid, one of the guys gets hurt. His name is Blaine Hunter. Oops, sorry, getting a phone call. Sorry about that. Turn that off. That's uh, Cam Stevens. You can go bl- blame Mr. Cam for that interruption. Pardon the interruption. Great show on ESPN. Great, long-running show. Anyways... um, Gotta see Blaine Hunter. He went, gave gave the Warriors four innings. Of course, you know, I'm sure he was he was on a pitch count earlier in the year, not gonna let him go so much. Same for X. X only went five innings uh before Coach Portham. And then for Blaine, he goes and shoves four innings. He gave up one unearned run. Uh, there was an error in the outfield and a couple of one of the weirdest ways of of scoring. So it was a fly ball to right. Um the uh, outfielder drops it, misplays, it was real windy, misplayed it, dropped it, whatever. Guy goes a second. Blaine throws a couple pitches later, Blaine throws the ball in the dirt, gets past Blackmore. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, nope, I got that wrong. I'm sorry. Um Rethink. Okay. Um Blaine throws one and it looks like it gets foul tipped and in and out of Blackmore's glove, right? Josh thinks it's a dead ball. Blaine thinks it's a dead ball. The, the guy on second base for Warner goes to third. Umpire is just standing there. I'll say this. it was. Uh, I'm not going to say it was one of the worst umpired games. I'll say it was one of the weirdest umpired games uh, that game two for Weber and Warner. Guy comes around and scores on just some wacky, wacky stuff. Anyways, point is that's the only blemish on Hunt, on Blaine Hunter's uh, first start as a Weber Warrior. And of the guys I talked about, I still haven't talked about the guy who hit the mound, who impressed me arguably the most out of any of them, and that's Ivan Martinez. Got to see Ivan for the first time as a warrior. Now, this is somebody who I didn't know a ton about. He got here later uh, in the semester, got to know him a little bit more, and uh, turns out Buddy can shove. <laughs> I had heard the rumors he could shove, but I hadn't seen it from my own eyes. I did then. and Boy, did he ever. He looked good in the innings of work. Now he came out of the bullpen. I here's what I think here's what I think coach Coach Colin Martin's gonna do. I think Ivan will be a bullpen guy this year. I don't know that, but I think we'll see him out of the bullpen. And then when it gets to, you know, conference tournament and um uh opening round if they get to Lewis and Lewis and then he'll take that starter role. But I liked him out of the bullpen. I, I I sure didn't hate him out of the bullpen. I mean, he he did solid. I mean, he was throwing gas. Uh, his, his breaking ball had great movement. He had two strikeouts in his first inning. Not too shabby for the kid, for the Cuban kid. But, yeah, uh, now that was it for baseball. There's only two. Uh, now, we have some huge – this was, is this what I alluded to earlier and why I won't be – broadcasting the Weber Southeastern basketball game on the Sun Digital Network because, oh, I apologize, I apologize. We do have one more thing to talk about for this weekend in baseball. Kaiser, Kaiser Seahawks, I get y'all are a slower starting team. I saw it last year, and then obviously y'all turned it up. You're not supposed to lose two or three against Bruton Parker at home. Not going to harp on it too much. It's the first first one of the year. You're not supposed to blow a 7-4 lead in the top of the ninth to Bruton Parker. That's not supposed to happen. Not going to harp on it, though. It's early in the year. They'll get it fixed. I'm sure of it. They're a good team. But when I said earlier, or in the last episode, when I said this would be a team I wouldn't be surprised to win a World Series, I wasn't expecting, for the next time I hop behind the mic, y'all we're gonna be one and two with two losses to BP. Now BP is a team. I got to talk with Connor Dar- Darnell over in AI Ball, and they're a solid team. I get to find out because that's something I'm trying to. do. I'm trying to learn more about teams in general, uh, and especially in baseball and in AI. I was like, "Is Bruton Parker like bad?" He was like, "No, they're not bad, but you know, like I said, not somebody that." Kaiser should be should be uh losing to. Anyways, deals done there. They'll they'll move on. Um I wouldn't be concerned if I was a Seahawk baseball fan. They'll get it fixed, they'll get rolling. But the reason I won't be on the call for Weber Southeastern basketball, folks, if you have nothing to do Friday afternoon, it was at six o'clock, but I looked on there. I looked on their schedule again, and it got moved to 4 o'clock. So I don't know if it's at 6 or 4 on Friday. Go to Southeastern's website. Go to the baseball website and check. Let me tell you all something. If you ain't got nothing better to do Friday at either 4 or 6, remember the heck they're playing, Southeastern is taking on Lewis Clark. If you don't know who Lewis Clark is, it is the big dog in NAIA baseball for over the last 10 years. Now, not just last year, obviously just last year, it's the fire, but over the last decade of NAI baseball, it's LC. That's who Southeastern beat. Southeastern is the number one team in the country in 2023 to start it out. Right behind them at number two is Lewis Clark State. And they're squaring off in Lakeland, Florida. And I got news for you. They don't like each other. Now, I don't have to ask anybody from LC. I don't have to ask anybody from Southeastern. They don't like each other. You know why I don't like each other? Because I know how to read human emotions, and I know how my eyeballs look and work, and I looked and I watched them, LC and Southeastern play last year. They didn't like each other. It wasn't just, oh, it's competitive last last little bit. No, 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 no. I don't think these teams like each other. Now, let me make this very clear. I say I don't think these teams like each other because this is my opinion. I have not talked to anybody on either side about it. But I don't think these teams like each other. But what I do know, these are right now the two best teams in NAI or not just in, in any college baseball that's playing heck. Heck, any baseball in the country, these are the best two teams playing right now. Now, obviously, baseball and division one haven't got or baseball, MLB and Division One baseball haven't gotten started back up yet. So that's why I can say that. And and let me say it. Just let me say it for a little bit longer. These are the best two teams in the country playing baseball right now. And they're playing each other. And there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of good games in the East-West Challenge in Lakeland this weekend. Kaiser's going to be there. St. Thomas is going to be there. LSU Shreveport's going to be there. If you all know anything about LSU Shreveport, they're a powerhouse perennial top ten team. Not No difference this year. I think they're fifth in the nation right now. I believe St. Thomas and Kaiser play them uh Shreveport is not playing Southeastern excuse me unfortunately but still solid so this weekend basically what I'm saying there's gonna be some dang good baseball in Lakeland Florida yeah either find a way to get on the live stream and I I would highly encourage y'all going to this game especially Southeastern LC I highly encourage y'all being there because this is going to be as good as baseball gets I mean this is a Early season baseball. This is as good as early season baseball gets. LC Southeastern, be there. Okay. Let's see what else we got. Oh, yeah. Kaiser Women's Tennis has beaten two of the best teams in the country in Division Two. <laughs> That's impressive. Now, I'll be the first to say it. I know as much about tennis as I know about chemistry. I almost felt I almost failed chemistry my first semester in college, and I changed my major. I was a bio major, and I took one chemistry class, and I, I said, nope, not for me. What I do know is any time an NAIA team beats a Division II team, it's impressive. Anytime you beat the best Division II team in the country and then the third-best Division two team in the country, you're special. So – they are special. This Kaiser women's tennis team is very special. If you are a fan of tennis, I would highly recommend starting to pay attention because they're not the only Sun Conference team that's up there. SCAD's extremely good. I believe Warner's up there. Now, like I said, not the biggest tennis guy, but I'm going to give credit where credit's due, and that's impressive. And I'll keep I'll be keeping my eye on women's and men's tennis. We'll be we talking about on the podcast. As much as baseball and basketball, I don't know, I don't know. But let's get let's get some let's get some tennis people on. Why not? Why not? Hey, if you know you know anybody uh, that would like to come on Kaiser Women's Tennis, come on, love to have you on. We love it. We, I want I want to keep getting more sports. You kidding me? I had on um, Isaac Joseph a couple episodes ago. Track guy, first track guy I had on, loved it. Gonna have some other track athletes on as well. It's just I'm kind of. We're spacing it out a little bit. We're going to have, have somebody else on here shortly, but uh, no spoilers. I'm, I'm going to shut up right there. Okay, I think my fever's starting to break. I'm going to go uh, drink some hot tea and go to bed. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Love y'all.